This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. What a time to be alive. Welcome to the iMoveU podcast. I'll be your host today, Peter, and I'm here with a very special guest, Sammy Flay. Sammy. Can you tell us a little bit about about yourself and your journey uh, from being admin to now our practice manager? Thanks for having me on, Pete. Great to be here today. Well, so I came on as part of the PhysioFit family in December 2016. I just opened our first clinic up in Modbury. And admin wasn't really a thing that kind of had been part of PhysioFit up until that point. Everyone had just kind of done their own processing, payments, start with all the clients themselves. So it was a bit of an eye-opener all round for that. So my role initially as the only receptionist was just a bit of baptism by fire, learn everything that had to be done, kind of create systems around it, and just see how we go. So from there through to now, it's been a uh, pretty big journey, um, bringing on a team training them, creating different systems to make it work, and across two clinics as well, changing things up. I've now moved into, obviously, that practice manager role, which involves a lot more of the behind the scenes and the business side of things, which I'm absolutely loving. Beautiful. And the main reason I really want to get Sammy on today is to talk about client experience. And it's, it's something that as therapists, we don't put a lot of thought into all the time. In fact, often not at all is how that person's feeling and the whole experience from start to finish, from before they even know who we are to when they come into the clinic to when they leave the clinic and the, all the different types of communication and each and every different person they meet along the way. So maybe if we start with, I guess, your drive, Sammy, and why you feel like it's so important to have amazing client experience and how that can help practitioners or hinder them. Yeah, no worries at all. So for us, I think that biggest drive is just creating the best experience and the most consistent experience for clients from beginning to end and everything in between. So that's something that we and myself are very, very passionate about, looking at, you know, from that very initial point of contact before that person is even necessarily a locked in client and what impact that can have right through. So we think, you know, that initial phone calls, someone ringing up and inquiring or inquiring over email, website, you might have putting everything in from that very first point. Very good, very good. And I think just just for me as a practitioner, I think back to when we didn't have any admin and someone would rock up to the CrossFit gym that I was, you know, practicing out of at that stage and it was next to a power plant and oh, what was on the other side? It was a scrap metal yard. And it kind of looked like you're rocking up to a horror movie. And there was not even a light out the front. So during winter when it got dark about 5 p.m., you know, people are just calling me going, oh, Pete, I think I'm in the wrong spot. I'm like, does it look really like dark and like terrible? They're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's the right spot. So it's not an amazing experience for that person coming in, not being greeted, sitting on a very old, disgusting couch in a little dingy area that didn't really have any heating or cooling. Now, comparing that to what we have now, We've got massage chairs, we've got herbal teas, you know, 
we've got bean made coffee, really, really nice stuff like that. We've got free Wi-Fi when it works. And we've got all these things to try and really improve that client experience. And someone who just greets you and genuinely cares about you and remembers you and remembers your coffee order when you come in, it's I, I relate that and I, I look at, you know, when I was playing maybe a, a grand final of sport and you break a finger and you don't care about breaking the finger because of the situation that you're in. You know, it's if you're in a good mood, if you're in the, that frame of mind, your pain will decrease. Your body doesn't worry so much about that. And compare that to a time when you've been super angry, whether it be at a friend, a partner, a parent, and then you stubbed your toe. And it was the most painful thing on earth. And it's the situation, it's the situation that you're in that really affects, I guess, how you perceive your pain to be. And really often people will say to us, hey, when I was in your waiting room, I actually started to feel less and less pain. And it's really weird. I get in here and I feel stupid because I'm at the physio now and I already just feel better. And it's really common. So maybe, Sammy, you could talk to us a little bit about the tea, the, the coffee, all, all those little things that we try and add in to improve that client experience. If you can talk a little bit about that for me. And I know that everyone's going to be wondering, well, how do you fit that in? Like, how can we've got so much to do. How can we fit that in? And is it even worth it? So you can talk to those two questions for me. Yeah, no worries at all. Uh, to the letter of the two, is it actually worth it? A hundred percent. And for a variety of different reasons. You've got that base one of, you know, offering tea, coffee, massage chairs, things like that. It encourages the clients to show up early. So they know that if they come, you know, that five, ten minutes early, that's what they can expect. So that means overall, the day runs more to time. Appointments are less likely to you know kind of be left waiting client isn't here yet then they're going to run over a little bit to kind of accommodate for that we try to eliminate that by offering these things encouraging them to show up early that's cool that's awesome i think that really does help people to it it helps us as a clinic if people are going to be on time it it, it's amazing and the amount of people that come in because they want a massage chair or because they want a coffee it's it really is impressive so even even the coffee, how do we serve the coffee? And, you know, let's talk about what coffee can be served in a little crappy little mug compared to how it's actually delivered. So all our coffees go out on saucers, napkins, uh, double-walled glass, um, glasses. So basically that in itself becomes a talking point for the client. They pick it up, you know, beautifully presented coffees. They can see all the layers in the latte, things like that. And they just kind of go, whoa, like, even when you said coffee, I was expecting, you know, some instant coffee and, as Pete said, a styrofoam cup versus this is just like being in a cafe and and, and I don't have to pay for this. And no, of course not. It's all just part of our experience. And as Pete touched on a little bit, knowing the coffee orders. So little things like that, you know, first time they come in, they get offered it. Our system from an admin point of view is we then make a note on that client's file that note just says you know their coffee or tea preference you know that flat white one sugar or a English breakfast tea black but a little bit of cold water just so that they can actually drink it straight away and they don't run out of time before their appointment so this gets popped on that note it means from our end it doesn't matter what you know admin team member is on whether they've never met that client before and it's their first interaction they can then you know client comes in offer 
Oh, would you like your coffee? It was a flat white one, sugar, wasn't it? And just the look on the client's face of, but I've, I've never met, how do you know what I drink? And it's just such a small thing, but it just creates such a wow experience for that client. I love that. I really do. And we often talk about the, the five-star ex experience. And it's really those little things. It's the little things that really matter to people. And if you can remember their coffee order, their tea order, if you can really, you know, when you, you know they're going to be coming in and almost have it ready for them, I think that really is just incredible. Now, if we look towards maybe the other side of client experience, what's, what have you seen when you've been somewhere before and you felt like the, the experience you had was quite poor. Like, let's think of another health professional. You don't don't say them, but it, it describe an experience you had, and how it felt to you as the client. Yeah, no worries at all. So a big one for that for me is when I've walked in, particularly the first time I've been somewhere, and you kind of have to try and find your way to the front desk, and you stand there, and you're either greeted by you know blank stares, someone's on the phone, or they're busy doing other things, or you know, they don't even look up and make eye contact with you. Kind of standing there going, am I meant to sit down? Am I, do I have to wait and check in? How does this whole process work? And you're already feeling on the back foot before you've even made it through to see that health professional or that person. And so I think for us, a lot of what we've done has been taking, taken sorry, our admin staff, our practitioners, and even our clients' prior experiences and those more negative experiences and gone, how can we counteract this? How can we ensure that no one walking through our doors has those same feelings? So we've tried to make our welcome lounge, don't call it a reception, our welcome lounge as welcoming as possible. Very clear where you go, what you do, and always to be greeted by a smile, by a friendly face. And even if you can't, you know, you might be on the phone or doing something else, making sure that there's always that contact with the client when they walk in. I really love that. I really do. And I, my, my example here is always, unfortunately, the GP. And I love my GP. Uh, but I've, I've been to many places. And you walk in and the person who greets you, they sort of just look up at you and they look straight back down. They don't really acknowledge that you're there. And you're like, oh, did they see me? Did they not see me? They look really angry. I wonder if they're having a bad day. I'm just going to go sit in the corner by myself. And so you go sit down and you don't feel particularly welcome. You don't feel particularly good. And you're sort of sitting around a whole bunch of other people who are feeling exactly the same. They're all feeling pretty bad uh, because they've all had that same experience. And so I look at that and I go, all right, well, how can we really change that? to a group of people that look like they want to be there because they genuinely do. And the thing that I always say to our admin team, to our therapists, is that people often aren't coming to see us for a great reason. As a health professional, people are often coming to see us because something's wrong, because they can't do something that they love doing. And part of our job and part of our role is to really help to bring that mood up, to help them feel better. Because we know that if someone feels better, they feel happier, they're going to have less pain, and they're more likely to actually want to stick to their management plan. And not only that, but they're actually going to get better faster. And there's really good, really good evidence behind those types of things. That the, you know, the mood someone's in drastically changes the pain that they feel. And we know that if someone doesn't come back and they don't attend their sessions, it's unlikely that they're going to get the results that they would like to be getting. Now, probably one of the other things that I would 
talk about is admin team actually spending the time to build a relationship with clients. And this is something that I've seen a lot from you, Sammy, is that when clients come in, even my own clients, you know them better than I do. Like you'll have conversations with them about what they did on the weekend, their kids, all those little things. Can you just talk to how that helps you to enjoy your job more and how that will help them to really feel even more welcome in the clinic? So that for me has always just been a really big thing. Um, I love to talk. I love to get to know people. And that to me, you know, if anything, makes the day go faster. Getting to have those conversations and have people that, you know, when I see the name pop up on the diary, I genuinely am excited to have them come through. And I think, obviously, as practitioners, you kind of probably have those clients as well that you see and you get a little bit excited for. It's the same from our end. But we have the luxury of actually getting the time to have those conversations with them and get to know them. Again, it can be little things like popping those little refreshes or notes down for myself to know, oh, I know this was happening or they were last time getting ready for their the kid's eighth birthday on the weekend. So it's popping a little note to the next appointment to go, oh, remember to ask how the birthday went. And that client thinks so much of that. It's not a big deal from an admin perspective, but that client really builds that relationship and that rapport. And you do, you see these people and you know they're not coming in, as Pete said, for a great reason. The physio is probably one of the last places that they, they want to be. It may mean that you know sport's over for the season because of an unfortunate accident or they're not getting to do the things that they love doing and play with the kids or the grandkids and things like that. So being able to have those kind of conversations make their experience a little bit more of a, a positive one. Or on the flip side, just be someone to listen. Listen to them come in and say, well, you know, this has happened. And you kind of ask a few questions to go, you know, what's gone on? What's brought you here today? And you really get to know them. And especially as, as a long journey, you get to see their milestones. Or they might have come in for the first appointment, unable to walk on crutches. So then to see them at that point where they walk through the door and they're not on crutches, it's a genuine excitement for them. Because in a sense, you feel like you've been part of that journey with them. You've seen them week in, week out. You've kind of experienced those struggles with them as well. Absolutely. I think that's that's a huge, it plays a huge part in that whole client experience. Now, the last thing I'd like to talk about today is just the end of a consult. And you'll always hear me talk about the end of a consult and why it's so important. We know that the research shows that human psychology, the end of any experience, people put a lot more weight on than the rest of the, the whole experience combined. And the end of the experience with a therapist is most often taking them out to or giving them the management plan, having that serious vibe, discussing what you've gone through and where you're going to be going. But then it's taking them out to the admin team and it's that handover. And it's really making sure we nail that. And this is one of the things that I think is the most important thing is that when you bring them out to admin, the really bad handover is that person who comes out and they say, yep, see you later. And admin's like, cool, like, are you booking in? Are you not booking in? I have no idea what's going on. So there's that huge lack of communication, which looks really bad for the client. And maybe if you could give us a couple of examples of what a bad handover looks like from your point of view. Because as therapists, we do it and we're like, yeah, we nailed it. But a lot of the time, I think it's good to get feedback from the admin team about what do they want in a handover? Because most therapists don't ask that. So can you give us an example of a bad handover and then a good handover? 
Yeah, so as you touched on, that bad handover, the worst handover you can get is no handover at all. Quite often for us, you know, we might have eight practitioners and their clients coming or going at any given time, which is a lot on the admin person. So if you walk out and the uh, admin team member is either busy with another client, they might be on the phone and you just kind of go, oh, I'll just leave my client here and walk away. We then might have three or four people standing in front of us and we go, oh, we have no idea who's seen who, who's booked in, what's going on. So for our point of view, any handover is obviously better than zero handover. So that would be our absolute baseline of nothing is the worst you can give. But for us, it's really important, as Pete said, for two reasons. Admin just knowing what's going on can streamline that kind of handover period make everything work a lot quicker and a lot smoother. But from the other end as well, having a handover, it gives so much more confidence in that whole rebooking process. So for the admin team member to go, beautiful, we've just heard from you know the practitioner. Uh, so a good version would of that would be, hey Sammy, I've just got Josh here. Josh has all been booked in for next Thursday. He's got everything he needs. We're just popping through a, say, a product, a lacrosse ball as well. Uh, I'll leave you, Josh, with Sammy here and she'll be able to do the rest for you. So for me, I might already know that. I can see the lacrosse ball in front of me. I can see on the system that, you know, Josh is booked for an appointment next week. But by having the practitioner say that to me in front of the client, A, very clear, definitely not gonna miss anything. But B, for that client, it's just another touch point for them to hear that plan and know what's going on. Admin, we then repeat that to the client again. Third time they've heard when that appointment's been booked, you're just minimising and cutting down that, oh, I don't remember booking that or, you know, oh, I thought it was for this time or this day or accidentally booking it in the wrong place. You're going to figure that out very quickly if, you know, they thought that that had been booked for three o'clock, not four o'clock. So admin then, as I said, reiterating that all to the client, very smooth. That's the focus. That's all the focus, not, you know, we're just taking your money and see you later. I suppose you'll have another appointment at some point. Amazing. I could not agree more with that. And look, many, many times that I've been guilty of giving that poor handover, and a lot of the time, it's just us as practitioners not respecting just how important that is to both the admin team member and the client and the client's entire journey. Now, I do have a couple of action points for you listening today. Number one, I'd like you to go and talk to your admin team and ask them, how good are you at handovers and what could you do to improve? I think that's huge. That's hugely important. So write that down. Go and talk to your admin team. Ask them, what are the opportunities for you to improve? I think that's just massive. And the second one, just think about and talk to, to your employer, talk to the other people in your team. What are some one percenters that you could be adding in that could improve that client experience anywhere along the journey? How can we improve that client experience? Thank you for listening and thank you for coming on, Sammy. What a time to be alive. This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career.